Bennett and Davis address why going small worked for Virginia. Chris Graham here at Augusta Free Press. Uh, Bennett being Tony Bennett, Davis being Hubert Davis. Uh, got comments from them after the game last night. Virginia 65-58 win over North Carolina. It was a game that for the long stretch seemed like sort of act three of last year's two beatdowns by North Carolina of a Virginia team that um, didn't make the NCAA tournament. North Carolina made the uh, NCAA title game. Uh, it was only 36-31, though, at the 15-12 mark of the second half. It just felt like more because it, it you know, it just felt like North Carolina was getting what it wanted. Virginia was getting nothing. Uh, you know, I guess a couple of fast break uh, buckets by Reese Beekman, Carolina missing some shots that were open that just kind of rimmed out, kept it close. But at the 15-12 media timeout, you know, you looked at Virginia's situation. Carolina getting great looks on offense. Um, There was a freshman, Jalen Washington, who came in for the injured uh, Armando Baycott, who only played a minute and 19 seconds, hurt his foot. X-rays negative today, so... Um, who uh, don't know his status for Saturday. I think UNC plays Louisville, um, but Carolina didn't really miss Baycott. They got the numbers, at least in the first half, from Washington, a former four-star recruit, had to miss his senior season with an ACL injury and only played uh, in in parts of, I think it was six games coming into this one uh, for North Carolina. Didn't get a lot of minutes. Um, got a lot of minutes last night uh, because of the injury of Baycott, but you know, North Carolina is known for this. They're known for having a guy or two or more uh, behind uh, really good ensconced starters uh, who have to sit for a year or two before they finally get their own playing time. Uh, and in this case, Washington took the opportunity. He was five of seven from the field in the first half, 12 points in 11 minutes. And uh, the Baycott, you know, coming in averaging 18.8 points, 11.2 rebounds. Um, that was, again, that was Baycott-like numbers from Washington. You know, when Virginia uh, would try to trap the ball with their hard hedges on pick and rolls, North Carolina seemed to have the answer. They'd get the ball moving around. Virginia was chasing. Carolina was either making the open threes or getting the ball back in the post, getting fouled. It, you know, just it, it was like a circus out there. Um, and uh, on offense now, Virginia tried everything and, and couldn't get anything going. Great game plan by Hubert Davis, great execution by the Carolina players. Uh, Bennett tried uh, sort of, I've seen it called the middle third offense, basically moving the screens in his offense. It's a motion offense, moving the screens from the sides to the middle, coming up the post uh, out to the uh, three-point line from there, the uh, top of the circle from there. That didn't work. So about halfway through the first half, he just went back to the mover blocker. That didn't work. And so at that 15-12 timeout, what's Bennett to do? He's tried everything. Nothing's working. So he went to a lineup he had not used literally all season long. I looked it up last night. There's a website, evanmaya.com. You can look at uh, lineup-specific information about teams. And uh, the lineup that he rolled out there to 15-12 mark, it was a little bit of a gamble. Uh, It was actually very much of a gamble. Four guards, Kihei Clark, Reese Beekman, Isaac McNeely, Armand Franklin, and the center was Ben Vanderplas, who might as well be a guard. He's 6'8", but he plays like a small forward. Uh, big guy, but he's he's a perimeter shooter, and uh, but he can defend in the post. Uh, and uh, Virginia, hey, it worked. Outscored Carolina 34-21 the rest of the way, 165-58. So looking into how this worked, first key is Ben Vanderplas. Um, there's a good Vanderplas and a bad Vanderplas. I've noted, noted this. Uh, last night he had ended up with 17 points, 14 in the second half. Um, that's his fifth game at Virginia. Uh, Virginia is now 15 games in. So one third of his games have been double digit games. 
six games with three points or less. So um, you either get the good, you either get the good Vanderplas or you get the bad Vanderplas. Last night, Virginia got the very good Vanderplas, especially in the second half. But even you don't get a lot of the good Vanderplas if he can't defend the five position. And um, uh, he showed he could do that back in November, the win at Michigan. Virginia was down 11 at halftime in that one. And Bennett, he didn't necessarily go small. He played Vanderplas a lot alongside Jaden Gardner at the four, but he played Vanderplas at the five against seven one hundred Dickinson, guy who's projected an NBA, maybe late first round, early early second round pick. And he played well. Uh, Dickinson had 14 in the first half, only two of nine from the field in the second half. And with that in the memory bank, uh, Bennett was confident he could go to Vanderplas and and not necessarily lose a lot, if, if anything, on defense in the post. And uh, it actually worked there too. Uh, after that, after uh, the the, uh, the big first half from Washington, he only had one point, uh, one free throw. He was 0-4 from the field in 16 minutes in the second half. So, um, and and Bennett was asked after the game if they did anything different uh, on Washington. You know, in addition to having Vanderplas on him, he said no. And uh, Vanderplas actually said the same thing that, and he, you know, and and it's not just humility, even though that's a staple of of Virginia's program, the humility being one of the five pillars. Um, he he rightly credited the 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 principles of the pack line defense. Uh, you know, he said his job was to, you know, he he mentioned. I'm I'm kind of looking at the quote here. Uh, they were trying to get post feeds early in the half on the block in front of their bench. So his job was just to force him to catch it away from the block. So then guys like. Reese Beekman, Kia Clark, uh, Isaac McNeely could kind of, you know, help after he, if he pushed him up far enough, so to speak, to on the entry pass, then the guards could kind of help out, kind of clog things up, make him get rid of the ball. And that happened a lot. Um, and so uh, that took Carolina out of what they were doing. You know, not only does it take, I mean, you, you know, you got a guy with five of seven from the field, he's not shooting the ball effectively, but also the, the fact you're still trying to feed him means and it's not working, and it takes him a, a few seconds to make that decision, pass it out. Shot clock's 30 seconds, and it's ticking down every second, no matter what the situation is there. So that then forces, and it ends up forcing bad shots by the offense when the, the ball's kind of spun around there. The second key for Virginia was on offense attacking the paint. I mentioned the offense just felt clogged up. Uh, the, the great game plan by Davis, great execution by his team. And so what Bennett was hoping to do with Vanderplas to five was draw Washington away from the rim and also just away from the post to sort of create some driving lanes <coughs> for Beekman and Clark. Sorry about the coughing. I've still got a lingering, a little bit of that cold from a few weeks ago. So um, draw draw Washington away um, really just to create those driving lanes and and put pressure on the rim, put pressure on the paint like Tony likes to do. Um, Hubert Davis said that those dribble drives by Clark and Beekman were what turned the game around. I should say Beekman and Clark was actually Beekman who was the initiator more last night. Um, and he said it was straight line drives to the bucket. It was just simple defense that that Carolina was not executing when Virginia went to that offensive uh, uh, philosophy. And he said it really had nothing to do with Baycott not being in the game. He said, you know, straight line drives to the basket. It doesn't matter if Baycott's back there. Baycott's not necessarily a, a you know a, a big shot blocker anyway. He's a good defensive player, but he's not going to necessarily erase at the rim the way, for example, a Caden Shedrick can. Um, Virginia, in the numbers then, 11 of 29 before that 15-12 uh, media timeout, 12 of 23 uh, after that uh, media timeout, and five of those makes were at the rim, four dunks and a layup. Two of the dunks were actually um, re rebound dunks off of missed layup. So they were Virginia was creating 
stuff at the rim and, and able to clean it up when they when they were missing the shots. <clears throat> Vanderplas was a key there too. He had a couple of big threes. Um, after you know he, he was stretching the floor, and then when Carolina started focusing the defensive uh, uh, effort on okay, let's prevent those straight line drives because we're getting beat to the basket. That left Vanderplas open at the at, at the three point line. He made a three that gave Virginia, as it turns out, the lead for good at the 1252 mark. And then he had another one at this that the 925 mark that concluded the 17-2 run that took Virginia from down five to up 10. Carolina was able to get it down to three a couple times late, but Virginia was able to, you know, to space out big three by um Isaac McNeely uh late. I think it was 221 to go. Um helped uh, give some breathing room there as well. Um, and also, interestingly enough, um, so v- not only with Vanderplas, you know, creating the driving lanes by just floating around the perimeter and taking Washington with him, but that also created um, there were th- four different plays where Armand Franklin was able to, he, he, he scored three times in the post, the 6'4 guard. He had Seth Tremble, a 6'3 guard on him in the post. Um, he took he took Tremble into the post, uh, hit a little kind of a flip shot that it was ruled a jumper. When the official score then actually had a couple of of post layups and then got fouled one time, missed both free throws unfortunately, but created four scoring opportunities, converted on three of them. Franklin in the post. Um, <coughs> excuse me for the coughing again. So I mean that's getting to the rim as well. That's that's part of that's part of it. So I've mentioned the first key was um, uh, the, you know just the 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 ability to to play defense with the small lineup. The second key then was attacking the paint. The third key was Bennett sticking with it. You see it happen all the time where a coach makes an adjustment going away from the game plan. The adjustment works, and you, you know get the game going back in your favor, and then you say, okay, let's go back to the game plan. Let's, you know, In his case, he could have gone back to his starting lineup. Virginia's starting lineup, by the way, according to that EvanMaya.com website, Virginia's starting lineup of, of Beekman and Clark in the backcourt along with Franklin, and then in the frontcourt, Gardner and Shedrick, it's the fourth most efficient starting lineup in all of college basketball. So we're not talking about, okay, let's just, you know, bring some chuckers in. I mean, we're talking about bringing a very effective starting lineup back in. He didn't, you know, he stuck with it. 15, 12. Hey, let's just, let's just go with it. Um, and Reese Beekman addressed this after the game. He said, I definitely feel like we had to kind of rhythm going with the guys on the court. We were kind of all in sync with the offense. We were running the way we were getting open shots. He didn't mention defensively, but also defensively. Now he did concede that it was it was tough physically. You know, if you're, you're, when you're playing 15, 12 of a game against in, in a, against a high level opponent like North Carolina, you know, and and Hubert Davis wasn't subbing liberally, but he was subbing uh, during that stretch. And there were time, you know, there were what three media timeouts? I guess the 11, eight, and four. Um, Carolina called at least two, maybe three timeouts, either momentum stalling or um uh, trying to reset after a made basket the old dean smith approach to things uh when, when his team's down um there were several opportunities for tony bennett to uh to make changes uh schematically um uh, lineup wise and he didn't and so the the quote from beekman it was definitely a grind towards the end everybody was tired um we just worked out a lot a lot in the offseason for moments like this to be able to withstand these long moments and being able to play these type of this type of minutes and that definitely paid off so um, hey, it did. And, um, you know, it's, it's, this is something now that Bennett has in his back pocket. Uh, you know, he's not going to come out and start the four guard lineup and he's not going to go exclusively with it or, you know, use that as his base lineup going down the rest of the season. You're going to see Gardner and Shedrick back out there uh, for the opening tip against Florida State. But this is just something that if uh, 
if things bog down, it's another thing that Tony Bennett can use uh, to try to, you know, if, if nothing else, just just jar the game from from uh, where it is, you know, kind of change the rubric a little bit of the game. So that's just another bit of his arsenal as as this season plays out. Virginia now twelve and three overall, four and two in the ACC. Um, we'll turn our attention, I guess, starting to think this through. It's already t- tomorrow's already Thursday, so we'll turn our attention to Florida State on Thursday. Um, I'm going to make sure that's actually the game. I, I'm just doing that from memory, but uh, we'll turn our attention to the next opponent and give me a second here as a, I'll try to filibuster as I'm also looking something up. This is what having a co-host can do for you sometimes. Um, let's see here. Uh, as we're, uh, as we're playing through here, Saturday, Saturday, yeah, Virginia's at Florida state at four o'clock uh, on ESPN two. Um, and you know these two teams have already played this year, so that five and eleven record for Florida State don't don't uh, don't don't get too excited about that. We know this team played in Charlottesville and played Virginia to a five point game. Uh, Florida State's three and two in the ACC. Now their wins are over Louisville, Notre Dame, and Georgia Tech, basically the other bad teams in the ACC. But they won the games. Um, their losses are to Duke and Virginia. Uh, so you know, yeah, we'll get you ready for it. We've already got a, got a feel for what Florida State has lineup was. Uh, and, and how they'll play the game. Virginia has a healthier Reese Beekman. That's another important matter. Um, I'll do some feature. I'll do uh, feature stories tomorrow. This is being recorded Wednesday night. Thursday, I'll have feature stories on uh, focusing on Ben Vanderplas and on Reese Beekman. But Beekman, I've already done the work on the stories. I just have to write the stories out. Uh, the, the word on Beekman is he's, he feels like he's healthy. He's still working on, uh, you know, at the training um, with, with trainers on uh, continue to work on, uh, getting full flexibility and strength. Uh, he he had an ankle injury. He had a hamstring injury. So, uh, but you saw last night the explosive explosiveness was back. If nothing else, you saw it. Um, the game was sixty one fifty eight inside of a minute to go. Um, Vanderplas pulled him off uh, slip screen. Uh, Vanderplas floated out to the three point line. Both Carolina defenders went with Vanderplas, and Beekman split the defenders and went in for a thunderous dunk to clinch the game. Um, you saw it there. That's the first time. In fact, one of the reporters noted after the game, that was the first dunk he had since the injury back at the Michigan game in November. So <clears throat> that, that tells you right there that Beekman is, is he's, he's getting back. Uh, but uh, so Virginia will play Florida state with a healthy Beekman. The Florida state game was the first game after the Michigan game. And he wasn't healthy in that one. And uh, Virginia struggles. So we'll see how Virginia does with a, with a fully healthy Reese Beekman. But anyway, we'll get you previewed for that one. Um, and uh, a little bit following up, uh, looking at uh, a couple individual players and, and what they're able to, what they've been able to do for this Virginia team this season, and Beekman and Vanderplas. Um, and we'll figure out what else to get into. We might get into some UVA football. Um, you know, we had a couple of story, a uh, couple of stories yesterday. Um, John Paul, John Paul Flores transferring to, gotta remember who, where he's transferring to. Um, he's going to Louisville, the, the offensive lineman who only was here for a year after transferring from Dartmouth. And Billy Kemp, who played five years at Virginia, using his sixth year, uh, he's going to go to Nebraska. And we had that story yesterday. So um, go back if you're interested in learning more about Brennan Armstrong going to North Carolina State. We had a piece on that earlier this week. Um, so UVA football, UVA basketball. And we'll see what else we can get into. Hey, if there's anything you want me to look into specifically, um, UVA sports related or otherwise, email me at chris at augustafreepress.com.